Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Connectivity Podcast. We're here to educate, entertain, and inform. So tune in as we have conversations with various business owners, athletes, influencers, you name it. Our goal is to provide our listeners with as much value as possible, so we really hope you enjoy your experience as you listen. All right, so I'm here today with Mike Bedient, a man of many talents, photographer, videographer, musician, director. I guess we can call you a true creative in 2020. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for, yeah. Awesome. How you doing today, bro? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm enjoying life, you know, nothing to complain about. But uh, let's get right into it. So why don't you give us a little background about yourself. So you have your hand in many things. Um, yep. Yeah, let's let's take it back. How did you get started in the creative fields? Well, I guess the first thing would have been music and it would have been pre-high school, you know, 12 years old. I met a friend and he had a whole family of musicians and a whole studio full of instruments to play. And he just invited me to his house one day and sat me down behind a drum kit and said, all right, we're going to play. And, you know, he showed me my first basic drum beat ever. And then I just went from there. We formed a little band, a little three-piece band all through high school. And then eventually out of that, you know, I just kept going and I started doing electronic music, working in like FL Studio and different uh, programs like that. Mm -hmm. And it just kept blowing up from there. You know, eventually I was like, oh, I've been playing the drums for 10 years. Why not try learning the keyboard? And why not try learning the guitar? everything else like that right so yeah interesting i always would have guessed that photography would have been your first passion or first love but you're saying music was what you got into originally yeah that was my original passion actually uh photography is pretty new to me um i grew up in saskatoon and then i moved to calgary and i've only been in calgary for about five years and i met a friend here who was really into photography and that's when i kind of got started was here in calgary yeah. So I've only really been doing photography for maybe three, three and a half years now. Oh, wow. Well, you're really good for someone who just got into it. And, <laughs> and you know, it reflects on Instagram as well. For those who don't know, Mike is one of the most popping photographers in the city. So definitely check him out on Instagram, Mikey underscore travels. That's um, uh, two underscores. Oh, two underscores. My bad. Mikey two underscores travel. Yeah. Okay, so you said a friend of yours got you into photography. So what, uh, what attracted you about it? Is it something you just felt like you could do? Well, originally, it actually kind of started as a travel bug. So when I moved to Calgary, I went on my first road trip down to the States with a couple friends. And I had this thought like, hey, a lot of my friends might not ever get to visit Denver because that's where I went was Denver mm-hmm. and uh, I was like well maybe I should take some photos of Denver and, you know show people kind of what it looks like just for them who can't come and visit right yeah. so I started taking pictures of my travels and then I realized that I kind of just enjoyed taking pictures of things so I started doing it right here around home right around Calgary just started shooting the city and it just kind of blew up from there and then I kind of got the travel bug so I wanted to go see more places so I ended up going to California a bunch of times and then I went to Minneapolis and a bunch of other places all the way across Canada to PEI. That was a great trip. And then, yeah, just sort of kept going from there, right? So. Yeah. So did you just start with your, um, with your phone camera and then worked your way up? Or you got a professional camera right off the bat and dove headfirst into it? 
Um, yeah, actually started with the camera. I think at the time I was shooting with uh, LG G5, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then always kind of Android, Samsung phones and stuff since then. Um, it was actually right before my trip across Canada that I decided, hey, I am going across Canada. I should probably have a better camera than just my phone so I could yeah. really capture the country. And so I picked up my, my Canon, my DSLR then. And that's kind of my first real experience with using a DSLR was my trip across Canada. Wow. So you essentially taught yourself like the ins and outs or you watched a bunch of YouTube videos? Yeah, yeah I mean, a little of both. You know, I watched YouTube videos. I kind of experimented myself. And then also like once I started meeting other photographers around the city, we started collaborating and doing meetups and getting together. And then you start to really learn from other people. You know, they tell you some tricks and tips that maybe you didn't really know about, right? Yeah. Kind of start applying those in your own sort of work. And you, you've also been successful on social media. You've been able to grow a couple different profiles to um, substantial levels, especially the photography one. I think you have almost 5,000 followers now. Yeah. Um, did you have any sort of social media background beforehand? Um, no, not really. And like a lot of it really just came from networking. You know, I, it started out, you know, follow a bunch of pages that could provide inspiration, like the big feature pages and photography pages that just showed you all the really good art out there and you can get inspired from that. So I started by following things like that. And then those pages, you know, they always feature the artist who made it and they give you the links to their profile. So I would go and follow that person, talk to them, reach out with them. You know, I'd engage with them and just kind of started networking that way. And then it just sort of expanded, you know, one person leads you to the next person and then just sort of word of mouth, you know, it just gets around, right? Yeah. And, and for all those listening that would like to grow their social media pages, do you have any tips or advice? Like, do you have to post every single day were you reaching out to a certain number of people to collab with per day? Any sort of uh, guidelines you can share? Um, well, I've definitely seen kind of it hit or miss both ways. Um, I used to do way back when I first started three posts a day, kind of morning, afternoon, and evening. And I found that some of those posts would perform really well. And then say maybe by the second or third one, it would just kind of disappear. It would vanish off of all the hashtags and it wouldn't really get the exposure I was looking for. Mm. So I sort of started to dial it back a little bit to maybe just one a day. And now, now I've kind of even gone less to say maybe two or three a week. Mm. Um, just because I find that if you post really good quality content, and you just let it kind of sit there and get around a little bit more, you get more engagement, more real followers. Um, a lot of the times if you post too often, I find that Instagram kind of triggers you as a bot mm -hmm. and you know, you sort of get that shadow band where you don't really show up on feeds for a while. Yeah. So I found it better just to kind of have that really good photo, you know, take your time, make sure it's exactly what you want before you post it. Don't just go posting everything crazily. Right. Yeah, for sure. So you, You've been seeing a lot of success on the photography side. Um, were you always working on music on the side or is it something that you're focusing or you're something you're pivoting your focus back to more so now? Yeah, definitely pivoting back towards it. Um, it started out, you know, music was my passion. I being in Saskatchewan with the group, I was always in a band and we played a lot. So I was always doing the music thing. And then, you know, we graduate and everybody kind of goes their own separate ways, different cities, different places. And so the band kind of broke up. Yeah. And so there was a while there where I kind of was neglecting the music world. I didn't really do too much. I kind of left it behind. And then, you know, being in Calgary away from everybody that I knew, 
I started to meet new friends in the photography area. And that's where I sort of put more of my energy was in photography and traveling and stuff like that. And then at the beginning of this year, you know, before all the craziness happened, I decided, oh, 2020, I'm going to get back into music and I'm going to start working on that again because I really wanted to get more music out there. And so that's sort of where I shifted my focus back to. And that's kind of why on my photography page, it's a little bit slimmer now. I'm not posting quite as often. I haven't actually been out shooting photos as much either. So sort of playing through old content at the time. Yeah. Get back out again. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of tough right now because there's not much going on. And, you know, everybody's inside. So exactly. There's nowhere to go. So. Yeah, exactly. So who are, your, who are some of your musical inspirations growing up? Like, who did you look up to? Uh, well, I mean, I started out, you know, I was brought up on country music because of my parents, and that's what they listened to. And then at 12 or 13, when it's, you hit that rebellious phase, I discovered Eminem and like Nelly and a bunch of different hip-hop and rap artists, right? And I got really hooked into the rap scene. And that was kind of where I went for a little while until I met my friend who brought me over and started playing the drums. And then he kind of introduced me into the world of rock, you know, and I started playing rock and punk and all that post-hardcore kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, I mean, back then, you know, like Jurassic 5, they were a big influence okay. for me. Yeah. And, and I guess once I started playing, you know, rock music, it was a lot of the harder stuff, kind of like Alexis on Fire, uh, Coed and Cambria was a big one for me. A lot of like lesser known bands at the time, they've kind of blown up since then, but back yeah. then they were very experimental. Yeah. And I've always been pretty open to all kinds of genres, you know, oh. like being brought up country and then finding rap and then rock is just sort of everything sort of resonated with me different ways. Yeah. So I just sort of decided that like it all is good, yeah. like it all, you know, you don't have to like one or the other. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to pick favorites. I mean, every genre of music adds something different, just like a different element to it. I feel you. Um, so what would you say, um, or actually a better question, if you could collab with any artist, who would it be? Ooh, nowadays? Yeah. Mm, that is a good question. Um, I'd probably want to go back again to like the sort of post-hardcore rock bands I listened to. They were one of my big inspirations because they combine a lot of like softer sort of pop elements as well as like the heavy rock. Um, a band, say like Issues, uh, they're very, they were, they were experimental to me when I first heard them because they incorporated sounds of not only rock, but they also had pop and a little bit of hip hop. Yeah. You know, they had like turntables and scratching in their rock music and a little bit of electronic sounds to it. Yeah. So it kind of just combined everything that I liked. And I was like, dang, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and combine them all. Yeah. And I can tell that they had a pretty big influence on your music and your style because I checked out a couple of your tracks and I like what I heard. Um, but I want to ask you how would you classify your genre of music and the music that you create? <laughs> and that is the hardest thing to do right now because I, I want to combine the genres that I like the most. So what I really like say is electronic. So any sort of EDM techno dance kind of music, um, a little bit of the hardcore heavy metal screaming rock, you know, mosh pit, all that yeah. as well as hip hop too. Right. So, I found a word online and I think it describes me very well. 
and it's a combination word called electronicore. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of the electronic mixed with hardcore, you know, electronicore. Just is that of, a real word or you just made that up? I, I, I think it's made up. <laughs> it's going to become a real one soon enough. There you go. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You know, in the music world, you can make up whatever you want, right? You're the yeah. kind of express yourself however you want. Cool. Exactly. So, so what message would you say you're trying to get across with your music, if there is a message you're trying to get across? Um, the biggest thing for me right now is I, I want to be relatable. Um, I want to try to write music that is, say, specific to a topic but also vague enough that people can sort of get from it their own interpretation. You know, they can relate it to different aspects of their lives and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of it, you know, might be maybe a little bit political or just sort of like issues that are facing us right now. Things like that we can all just agree upon, even when it comes to like love or something like that. Yeah. And then I also kind of want to keep it fun and light, you know, sort of like, happy-go-lucky so that people can kind of hang out and chill and have a good time with it as well right not something that's just going to be really depressing and sad you know yeah <laughs> for sure so you kind of touched on how you've been affected by COVID-19 and the photography aspect you can't yeah. go shooting as much there's not as much events um, not as many people out how about in the music aspect has it just given you more time to hone in and focus on your craft um, a little yes and no um, I do live with roommates, so before um, on the weekends, I'd have a lot of time to do like vocal recording and do a bunch of different takes and, you know, not have to worry about, say, embarrassing myself because I'm not singing very well. <laughs> but now, you know, with the roommates, they've been laid off, so they're home a lot more often. So it's a lot harder to find that alone time to get yeah. things that I want to do done. You know, it's sure I can sit in front of them and record as well, but I feel like I can't really give it my all when there's people watching me. Yeah, for sure. Right? Um, and then on the other side of it, obviously, I find that like with music, one of the best ways to get promotion or exposure is to do gigs and events mm -hmm. and things like that. And well, we can't do that right now, right? Events have been canceled, large gatherings are canceled. So it's really hard to get out yeah. and get that exposure, right? So I've had to sort of migrate to just doing online promotion, you know, putting everything onto a distributor, you know, Spotify, getting them out there online. Yeah. Have you done many gigs in the city? Um, I actually haven't done any gigs here in Calgary. Um, and especially not since I've kind of gone solo with my solo work. Mm. Um, in the past, as a band, you know, as a drummer, I played lots of gigs across Saskatchewan, mostly in Saskatoon. Sometimes, you know, Battle of the Bands or Open Mic Nights. Mm. There was a few times where we actually opened for bigger headliner bands. And, you know, those are the real big shows where people are coming to see the big band and you know, it's always the opening act and you can kind of get all those fans from that as well, right? Yeah. It, it was always a great feeling when you get up on stage, and put on a wicked show, and then you get people come and talk to you afterwards. They recognize you in the crowd and they want to just say, hey, good show, right? Yeah, sign autographs, all that good yeah. stuff. <laughs> Obviously, I don't rush. know what that's like, but it, uh, it sounds like it's fun. Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely a rush. <laughs> so is there a difference in... I guess so before you were part of a band and you were playing the drums, but now you're a solo artist. Yeah. What are some of the biggest differences that, that you see or even um, that you feel? Because I'm assuming you would feel a lot more pressure because there's a lot more judgment because it's only you in the spotlight right now. Yep. yep definitely. All of that. Definitely a lot more pressure. It's, I definitely am a lot more self-conscious about it. 
um, being a drummer, you know, I was kind of at the back of the stage and I could go crazy, do my drum rolls and all that stuff. And obviously people could hear it, but you know, I could kind of hide behind the cymbal if I wanted yeah. to, you know, <laughs> Oh crap, I made a mistake. You know, I could sort of recover from it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, getting towards the front of the band as a, either a guitar player or just a lead singer vocalist, you know, all eyes are on you, all ears are on you, you know, every little thing you do, people are going to really notice. Right. Yeah. And I find for me, you know, like I've been playing drums for 20 years now. I've only been playing guitar for maybe five and I've only been trying to sing, doing vocals for maybe two. So singing is definitely very new to me. So every time I do a recording or anything like that, and I hear myself on the track. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I sound like. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. So has, has there had to be some sort of transition for you? Um, transitioning from, I guess, not having the spotlight on you to now having the spotlight on you? And, and how have you been able to successfully transition yourself? And prepare yourself for that well i think i'm still working on that transition for sure i'm still in that progress because this is a relatively new project uh, my first single was only released in february oh wow um, yeah so i mean and you know it's easier now because they have distributors and back in the day it was really hard as an independent artist to get yeah. your music out there um i do find that with uh say like cd baby or TuneCore, um the one that i use is actually distro kid um, they're a distributor they make it really easy you can just submit your track, all your album art, your information, stuff like that. And then they do a lot of the spreading it out to, say, Spotify, Apple Music, things like that. So I'm slowly transitioning to this digital world where I can now get my music out there on myself. I don't need a record label or anybody to produce me because I am the producer as well. So it does save me a lot of, I guess, money and overhead and not having to find those different companies and people to do different jobs for me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it is also a lot of pressure because I have to do it all myself. So like I'm doing all the marketing and promo as well. You know, I'm paying for ads and advertising and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a double-edged sword, you know, doing, yeah. doing everything on your own like that. Yeah. It's nice because I have the freedom and I don't have to follow anybody's guidelines. I don't have to conform to somebody's image. You know, I'm going to just present myself. Uh, you know, I got nothing to hide. I'm just trying to be as real as possible, as genuine as possible, and just, you know, get a good positive message out there and at the same time have a good upbeat track that people might want to listen to, right? Yeah, that's that's what's up, man. That's what it's about. You know? Yeah. So so if you could only choose one between music and photography, which one would you choose? I think I'd have to stick with music. I mean, it's just, it's in my bones, right? I. I can't go anywhere without it. At work, yeah. I'm listening to music. In my car, I'm listening to music. I'm at home, I'm listening to music. We're making music, and I just, I can't live without it. Yeah. You know, I feel like photography, I'm never gonna give it up. It's always yeah. gonna be there, whether it's gonna be a career or just a hobby. It's just something I'm gonna do, right? I just enjoy it, so it's just a fun way to kill some time and, you know, create some art. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that seemed like an easy question for you. I thought you would need a lot more time to contemplate that. But uh, no, it, it makes sense. You telling me about your background, um, how it's been your first passion. Do you have a favorite instrument that you play? Um, like, I mean, obviously, drums are always going to be my favorite just because I feel like I'm the most advanced at them. You know, I, I'm more, much more confident sitting at the drum kit. You know, you put a guitar in my hands and I can I can play it and I can do a few things, but I'm going to make a lot more mistakes and I'm not 
doing these crazy solos or anything, you know, it's pretty simple chords and just sort of leads and stuff like that. Yeah. So definitely drums always give me my favorite guitar. I love the way they sound and I'd love to learn how to be better at them. And I'm slowly kind of doing that. Yeah. It, it's been nice being a drummer and playing with different guitar players as I grew up because I kind of learned how to play drums by following guitar players. Yeah. So it made it easier for me to kind of learn the guitar because I've heard it for so long. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I just figured it was time that I picked it up and started playing it myself. Yeah. You brought out the do it yourself kit and made it. Happen. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know, like with the band being all separated and everybody's all doing off their own things, you know, I still want to make music. So if I have to do all the parts of it in order to do that, then I'm going to have to do that. Right. Because I'm not going to stop giving up music. Never stop. Definitely. Definitely. That's what's up, man. So you said you had your first single released in February. Is yeah. that um, working towards an album or a mixtape or something of that sorts? Or yeah. what, do, what do we have uh, to look forward to in 2020? Um, so I, my plan is to release a few singles throughout the year. Um, I actually have my next one. It's coming up in June. I haven't set the exact date yet, but I'll be making that announcement in June or probably late May here. And then I'm trying to release, say, maybe four or five throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, I'm going to put out an EP. So probably about seven tracks on the EP. It'll include the four or five that I put out as well as maybe one or two fresh ones that are just going to be, you know, EP exclusive. Yeah, solid, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking forward to it. Excellent. And yeah, you're definitely going to see a wide, the wide range of genres because I think well, my first track is kind of more that electronic core number that I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, my more recent one, Never Stop, was more on the hip-hop side, but also mm -hmm. kind of electronic-y synthy. And the next one coming up in June is a little bit more of a alt-rock song. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to kind of give you guys an idea of the wide range of music that I'm going to put out because I, I imagine that there's not going to be somebody out there who enjoys every single song on the track because maybe they only like hip hop and they don't really like metal. Yeah. So they're only really going to like the hip hop ones. And, you know, people who only like metal are only going to like the metal ones. They're not really going to like the, the pop ones right yeah and, and that's kind of like I, I don't really mind you know i'm doing it just because this is what i want to do it's not going to be for everybody but there are going to be those people out there that do get hooked on it and actually enjoy what i'm putting out and right i mean it when i say i i like the sound it's very unique very different kind of reminds me of um almost a little bit of lincoln park <laughs> you're the, not the first person to say that yeah so that's if you awesome. like lincoln park definitely check out his music Oh yeah, I do. Definitely. <laughs> um, so just to, to wrap things up, um, do you have any words for the city, any words of positivity, encouragement, um, anything that you'd like to share at all with anybody listening? Well, I, I think that we are going to get through this. Um, it's been a tough transition. It's been a tough few months for a lot of people. Um, I'm glad that, you know, we're trying to make steps to get over this and get past it. It's not going to go back to normal. Everybody's expecting, you know, to go back to normal. I feel like it's going to go back to a new normal. Um, there's obviously going to be a lot of changes that are implemented sort of going forward forever kind of thing. Yeah. But I think that everybody just needs to keep doing what they're doing. You know, keep, you know, you shouldn't have to think that you're obligated to create something in this time of isolation. If you're at home and, you know, you're just at home doing nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's completely fine to just, do whatever is making you sane or happy right now. But I, I wouldn't say it's making you happy, but you know, obviously we've got to try to keep our mental health 
in check when we're in these tough times. For sure, for sure. Anything in particular that you've been doing to help with that? Um, well, I mean, obviously having the nine to five has helped. It's kept a little sense of normality for me. Um, on the weekends, I just try to stay positive, keep myself entertained. I found puzzles have been a great uh, addition to things I wouldn't have normally done with my time. Um, I've been reading a lot more books, books, puzzles, and always music. If, when I get the chance to make some music, I'll always toss the headphones on and I'll just zone out for hours making music. Awesome, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm going to have to catch up with you in June once the or once your next track is out and uh, maybe again, once your EP is out, but uh, yeah. thanks a lot, bro. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right.